Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about understanding the negativity bias and how that ties in with our anxiety. In episode 440, the last episode, we talked about why anxiety was so common, and we ended up talking about the negativity bias, and I thought I would continue on uh, with this last uh, episode about that, because the more we can understand why we are acting the way that we do, and that it doesn't just fall from the sky or out of the blue, the the easier it is for us to actually make a change and be aware or be mindful of what we're doing and move things in the direction that we more want to be in. So if you can imagine one of our ancestors, uh, like we were talking about in the last show, facing maybe an ambiguous situation. Let's use for an example, if they were looking at a bush, and in that bush, there was some kind of a beige shape. The ancestor could have made one of two types of errors. And the experts call them type one errors and type two errors. And um, this roughly corresponds to how these errors show up in their research. A type one error would have been looking at this ambiguous shape and saying, oh my God, it's a lion, when really it's just a beige rock. A type two error would be looking at this ambiguous situation and saying, oh, it's probably just a beige rock, when it really is a lion. Now, our ancestors can make countless type 1 errors and still survive. Make one type 2 error, and that's the end of your DNA line. Remember last week we talked about the uh, these two kinds of ways of thinking, and that these this is human for us to be able to think more in the future. Make a judgment, right? And so we also have to survive. So I love that they are dividing this out or can explain it so well with this type one error and type two error. And again, if the ancestor makes a type one error, they can still survive, possibly, but make a type two error and that's the end. So we might imagine that in the prehistoric times, there were even happy hominids hanging around, holding hands, singing kumbaya, hanging out by the fire, enjoying a luscious piece of fruit, and enjoying life. Those guys, however, are not our ancestors, because statistically, they tended to die before they got to reproduce. Our ancestors were the ones who went through the world looking at these ambiguous situations and going, oh my God, it's a lion. Oh my God, it's a snake. And they took 
avoidant and evasive action to avoid those situations. Those are the survivors. And this is why we tend to go to this negative bias. We are not broken. This is built into us. So we're left with a mind that remembers the bad things and anticipates them happening again. This is what happens. We, we can remember. And so we anticipate, but we're not anticipating sitting by the fire and singing Kumbaya. We are anticipating the fear of being hurt or taken out altogether. And so we, that is why we survived because we said, and those famous words that every person with anxiety knows, oh my God. We know that every time we have one of these anticipatory thoughts, when it comes up with anxiety, anxiety disorders are uh, about that anticipation, those thoughts that hang with us and are so fearful about what might happen. Anxiety disorders are not just widespread, but they also end up being chronic. That means that most of us just don't have an anxiety disorder or anxiety panic for a little while, but often it's a constant companion throughout life. And this involves tremendous cost, not only to us as individuals, but to society as a whole. It's estimated that including lost productivity, this costs in just the United States alone about $45 billion. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Now, what about inheriting anxiety, right? You hear about all these other things that you can inherit. Uh, the experts say that 30 to 40% of um, anxiety is, is inherited, uh, that you inherited more of those genes from the ancestors who were even more preoccupied with lions uh, than others did. 
So some of us, as we know from this, uh, the studies of newborns are just much more animated and disturbed by novelty and things that might be threatening, while other people actually enjoy this kind of thing. And we have um, talked about this before, that some people love hang gliding. Some people want to jump off bridges attached to a bungee cord. Um, and some of people say, you know, I just don't feel fully alive unless I'm on a spacewalk tethered by a strand of spaghetti to a space spacecraft. There are people who don't feel alive unless they are doing the things that would send many of us running for cover. Some people on the other extreme say, you know, just sitting up in bed is pretty stimulating enough for me. We are born with a tendency toward one side or the other. And we know this from the studies that are done with the newborns. We do have some genetic differences around uh, anxiety. And so this part of it being inherited does play a role. It seems that the maxim genetics loads the gun, but the environment pulls the trigger really rings true here. But it's, if it's 30 or 40% inherited, that means 60 to 70% has to do with how we relate to our experience. And that's where the mindfulness practices can come in. This is where being a human, able to be mindful, is the thing that can really pull you out of this. Those practices that I stumbled upon all those years ago are clearly what got me moving along this path so rapidly, this path to clearing this anxiety panic that was ruling my life. I stumbled on it, but when I knew what was changing, I stuck with it, right? So the mindfulness practices can radically alter how we are going to relate to our experience So how does the anxiety wreak havoc on our lives? When we're anxious, it tends to narrow our vision. We tend to focus only on one thing, and that one thing is usually what we are finding threatening. Many of us get involved in um, being hard on ourselves from that. We use self-criticism, self-hatred, thinking that there's something wrong with us for feeling the way that we do. And this is where I'm really hoping that these podcasts can help you understand that there's no need for that self-judgment because there is nothing wrong with you. This bias towards the negative is human. We evolved with this. We evolved because of this. And now we need to use some of our other gifts that we have as humans to help us move along without getting stuck in that negativity. We get involved in also a lot of negative judgments, judgments toward ourselves, very easy to do, as well as toward other people and things that we fear out there. And this is very real. You can see this in daily life. Anxiety does a lot of other things too that are harmful to us, such as it cuts us off from being with others. 
while we may move in for support and comfort, we often keep others at bay, partly because we don't want them to see our fear and partly because we are afraid of them or their judgments and their reactions. Now, we we really do do that. We are afraid of showing who we really are because we are feeling that we will not be accepted. And this can really start to have people become more and more isolated and more and more fearful of going out into the world. Anxiety also causes a wealth of um, psychophysiological stress-related disorders, everything from chronic back pain to gastrointestinal distress, tinnitus, bruxism, eczema, you know, this whole idea of uh, TMS that I talked about in another podcast that I had with Steve Ozanich, this all falls into this, this, um, the mind-body syndrome of, of our thoughts and our beliefs and our inability to deal with our emotions all coming out in our body in these psychophysiological stress-related disorders. Now, all of these, of course, those things that I talked about, the, you know, the gastrointestinal distress, tinnitus, bruxism, which is the, you know, the, the jaw, uh, pain and strain or the skin problems, uh, all of these, of course, and others that are all also listed in TMS, uh, it can have medical causes, of course, or physical beings, but very often, very often they are either caused by or maintained by chronic anxiety conditions. Anxiety really does limit our lives. Many of us get into a pattern of behavioral avoidance where we stop living fully. We stop taking risks. And in our attempt to stay safe, we wind up living a very small life. It doesn't always get to the point of agoraphobia, but even if it doesn't, it can still be very restricting. And now we all live different kinds of lives. Many of us live quiet lives. Other of us live very big lives. But if you are doing it out of fear, out of the pain that the anxiety produces in you, you want to stick with us here and do out the practices we talk about and bring this mindfulness piece into your life because you can crawl out of this wormhole. What we also know is that uh, all of these things that we do to try to take care of or reduce the anxiety, the narrowing vision, the um, the constricting of our ang- activities, you know, the idea of playing it safe actually trap us more and it gets us more deeply into this anxiety panic condition. All of these things trap us more deeply in our anxiety. So we want to be careful. These things that we are doing to protect ourselves, to keep ourselves away from the thing that makes us afraid is not helping us. 
It may at one point help you to catch your breath, but when you are absolutely sure that this is anxiety that is keeping you back, you have to begin to to learn to pull up the courage that I know you have in there and begin to move forward and go to these places that scare you, whether they be in your mind or in the environment whether they are you're afraid of your emotions and feelings or you are afraid of elevators and planes. Understand this is vital to have the courage and the energy to be with what is uncomfortable and be able to not only face what is, but to accept it and not avoid and run from the discomfort. Over time, as we ride these rough waves, we begin to be able to discern What is an uncomfortable feeling due to our negativity bias and what is truly dangerous? I hope this show has been helpful to you and I look forward to hearing from you. So remember, if you have something that you would like to hear about on the show, you can send us an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. Perhaps home is not a place, but simply an irrevocable condition. And that's from James Baldwin. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.